Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Again, to the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This is a game recap for January 20th, 2016. And uh, the Orlando Magic have been playing very poorly. And once again, they fall at home to the Philadelphia 76ers, 96 to 87. They did that as well last year. They've, they've probably been the only team in the NBA to lose to the Sixers in at least once in each of the last three years as, as they've struggled to overcome this team, and, and Philadelphia really took it to them tonight. Uh, not quite from the start, but but certainly Philadelphia played like a team that was more confident and and, and composed, and, and when the Magic had a chance to bury them, they, they didn't take advantage of it uh, early in the game, and, and that's like something the Magic have struggled with, and, and the Magic got staggered back and, and just could not quite put in uh, the right effort and the right punch back to, to pick up a win, and now we've got some big questions about the Orlando Magic, and as, as they've hit the midpoint of the season now at 20 and 21, they've lost 8 of 9 here in the month of January, uh, playing at home for the first time since heading to London last week. They just look really lost, really um, lethargic, uh, really just a very low effort, low energy game from them, very frustrating effort. Uh, you know, there's a litany of things that they're doing wrong, and uh, it, it's it's hard to list them all out because it's it's really everything. So it's pretty much everything right now. I mean, our defense is, um, you know, it's been poor. Tonight it was poor. Um, you know, we, we couldn't really dig down and get stops as a unit, as a team. We couldn't get consecutive stops in a row, and that's what hurt us. I mean, you know, we were able to score the ball, um, you know, in the fourth. But if we can't get stops, no way we can get back um, and cut that lead down. Uh, and the Magic... Really, they, they couldn't get stops consecutively. Philadelphia shoots about 50% from the floor, 48.6%, 47.4% from beyond the arc at 9 for 19. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of just really basic things that the Magic were struggling with all night. Uh, the, the final nail in the coffin, the Magic had actually cut the lead down to four with about nine minutes to play in the in the fourth quarter. They started playing with some urgency, really started playing better. And, you know, even... I, I'm not someone that, that thinks Philadelphia's as bad as people tend to think they are, as the narrative sense tends to think they are, but Philadelphia is a bad team. Uh, and, and there was still a sense that, you know, if the Magic would just wake up, they could come back in and still give themselves a chance to win. Uh, and and they, they did have that. But, uh, you know, very basic details of the game plan were, were forgotten, were lost. Um, Scott Skiles said after the game that, that the game plan on Isaiah Cannon is you have to have your heels over the three-point line and press up on him. Well, down four points, uh, the Magic needing another stop to to get within one possession again. Evan Fournier is laying off of Isaiah Cannon, and Cannon's been a guy that that's killed the Magic, uh, killed the Magic the first time they played them, and it was killing the Magic in this game as well. He, you know, he finishes with 15 points off the bench, three or four from beyond the arc, and the Magic didn't get a hand in his face, didn't didn't have a body into him, didn't didn't look at the game plan pretty much. Didn't, didn't follow the game plan, and, and a pretty simple one at that. It was not a difficult three. It was not 
Fournier laid on a rotation. He was waiting for Cannon, and Cannon just rose up and, and shot over him in, in a way that, that he's done plenty of times. And uh, again, those little details, it was, it, was, it was just crushing all night long. The Magic were having players run to the same spot, clogging up the, clogging up the spacing and, and giving no passing option. Uh, they were over-dribbling again, getting maybe one or two dribbles too deep and then throwing up a wild shot and not getting a foul call, which they didn't deserve um, because there was no foul being called. The, the Sixers' defense was, was solid in the middle, even without Nerland's Noel for most of the game. Um, there was missed open, open three-pointers. Uh, Philadelphia really upped their pressure in the second half and forced the Magic uh, to, to, to deal with pressure, and the Magic just struggled with it. Uh, they struggled to get off passes cleanly, and with the way the Magic run their offense, the, the guy's got to catch the ball cleanly and move immediately, and so if he has to bobble the ball, that throws off the timing of the offense and allows the defense to reset itself. And So not only was the Magic not getting stops, they were also not able to reset, able to, to, to get the defense moving and kind of attack get in attack mode while the defense is rotating to, to defend them. And, you know, early on, it, it seemed like the Magic were, were going to do that. And, and, and they took a 20-10 to 10 lead and, and seemed to have things rolling. And then the bottom just, just fell out. And, and the Magic didn't respond and just seemed to let frustration build and build and build and build and boil over in, in a way that affected their play. And it, it was disheartening to see and, and frustrating to see uh, for, for most, for, for certainly the coaching staff and certainly for Scott Skiles. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we all come to work. I mean, what if what if all of us could come to work and just say, "Hey, boss, I'm frustrated today. I don't feel like doing it." You know, I mean, be a pretty pretty bad world then. I mean, um, you know, if if that's all we can muster mentally, then um, you know, it's not going to look good for us the rest of the year. Our goal right now should be simply to win a game. Scott Scott is certainly not one to mince words, and, and, and you, you got to agree with him. The goal simply at, at this stage is to win a game, just to, to get that feeling again and, and kind of try and climb your way out. Um, I, it, it was, it was a criticism. His press conference was largely a criticism of the team's effort, um, the team's focus and, and attention to detail. Uh, just it just wasn't there as as I noted before they they weren't executing simple things and and they were letting Philadelphia dictate the play both physically and and, and to and to the pace and, and in, in every way I mean if if the Sixers were a better team this would have been a, a Cleveland like blowout and and it, it certainly felt like that and then certainly there there feels like there needs to be some type of change whether it's to the starting lineup um, you know. To, to the roster in general, although I, I think even with the trade deadline coming up, I think that that's something that gets addressed more adequately in the in the summer rather than during the season where, you know, not all the pieces are, are, are in play. Uh, but there is a real problem with this team. If you look at the statistics in January, the Magic are, by all accounts, the second worst team in the NBA in the month of January, their net rating is the second was the second worst coming into the game, uh, only ahead of the Phoenix Suns. Their offensive rating, and again, they did not have a good offensive rating tonight, scoring 87 points, shooting 39.3 percent from the floor, and 4 of 17 from beyond the arc. Um, even even with grabbing 13 offensive rebounds and having 50 points in the paint, uh, the offense was terrible tonight. Less than 100 points per 100 possessions. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, in January they've only had one game where they've averaged more than a point per possession, and that was the game against the Toronto Raptors that went to overtime. Um, that was a game where the Magic said they wanted to sh they, they thought they'd shown flashes that they can get back to where they were. 
and they can uh, continue to move forward and kind of come out of the slump. And they came back from London, laid a complete egg in Atlanta, very much similar to this game where the, the team just did not seem to have energy, did not seem willing to execute, was pressing and trying to force, uh, you know, force their way into good offense and good defense, getting upset when it didn't work. Um, it just it, this just it's just not able. They're just this is a team that's not able to do that. They cannot force things, especially without Victor Oladipo, who is someone that can get into the paint and get get into the lane and and, and score a little bit. Um, this is just not that kind of team. Uh, you know, there there were a few positive signs that that do that are worth noting. Um, I thought Alfred Payton was very good. It was the first time I think uh, since his injury that he looked like he was a hundred percent back. Um, he played really, really well, got into the paint, got people open, really was trying. I think of all the players uh, in, in the Magic's main rotation, he was the one guy who was really trying to, to get his team moving and get them going, and, and no one else just was able to pick up the slack with him. Um, Peyton finished with 21 points, 10 assists, 3 turnovers, shot 8 of 13, 5 of 9 from the foul line, so he did leave some points there, 6 rebounds. Did, I thought again, like I, I, I mean, I asked Skiles about it, you know, thinking Peyton was was somewhat of a bright spot, trying to bring the guys along, trying to be a leader on the team, and it, you know, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a night for, to think about many positives because the team just just didn't have it uh, tonight. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some defensive problems that Peyton had in containing the Smith, who who had another solid game, 13 points and 11 assists uh, for for the for the 76ers. Um, it, it just a lot of little different things that that just that just went down. It was no one else came with them really. Again, Evan Fournier three of fourteen from the floor, nine points, two for five shooting from beyond the arc. Missed a ton of open threes, especially early. Even though the Magic were were in the lead, they scored eighteen of their twenty one points in the first quarter in the paint. Uh, so they were doing good things. They were getting good shots. They were attacking the glass, and and they were finding ways to make up for their bad shooting percentage. Uh, but they just weren't able to sustain that for whatever reason, and, and it, it, it felt like frustration um, was was the reason. Uh, but the Magic did show some urgency later in the game. They were down by 10, 11, 12 points. They cut it down to four. It looked like they were going to give themselves a chance to win until until those mishaps, and, and, and that was a sign that they can still reach into that well and, and play that way. Um, but finding that urgency is is the key still for this team. We fought. We definitely fought tonight, but we just couldn't get stopped. You know, I think that's um, that fourth quarter was about nine minutes ago. That's the urgency we need to play with all the time. Is it, is it a confidence thing now, or an execution thing, or just you know one lead to the other? I think it's just an execution thing. Um, it's still trusting each other and um, you know, just really putting it all together, not letting our, our team fracture. And that point about the team fracturing is something that Aaron Gordon has brought up before. Um, you know, it, it's getting to a point in the season where, you know, the, the Magic are, are, are falling out of the playoff race quickly. And, and, and you know, they, they've set the playoffs as a goal, as they should. And, um, you know, they're, they're, it's definitely a realistic goal that they can achieve. They're, they're in the conversation of 20 and 21 and slipping, but still in the conversation and still with a chance to, to, straight, to, to, straighten, to straighten, things, straighten things out. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of finger pointing except at, at themselves right now in, in that Magic locker room. Uh, but it, it's also frustrating in the sense that they know they're doing something wrong and they can't quite fix it. They can't quite get over that hump and solve the problems that they know they have. And 
that's the most frustrating thing to me watching this team is, is and hearing them and being around them is, is they know what is go, what what's wrong or, or they have an idea of what's wrong and they just can't fix it for whatever reason. And a lot of it's mental. I, I don't think it's scheme. This team can execute the scheme, but there there is something of a of a buy-in and trust issue right now. I mean, I, I watch Nikola Vucevic, who a lot of fans like to pile on for his poor defense, and and it's I don't think Nikola, Nikola Vucevic is as bad a defender as a lot of people think he is. But I think what's happened, and, and it was really clear in Monday's game loss to the Hawks, he, he's stuck in no man's land. He's, he's, make, he's not making decisions on what he's trying to do defensively. And I think part of it is because he doesn't trust the guys behind him to have his back. Um, it, when, when Jeff Teague is coming down the lane, I see Vucevic hedging or, or stunting a lot more. Uh, and trying to keep contact with an Al Horford because he knows that that forward is not coming down to help him, and and that's that's huge, and that indecision gives Teague the advantage. Obviously, what what needs to happen there is Vucevic needs to take the man with the ball until the point guard can recover, and someone will take his man behind him or be be in position to take his man behind him. And again, that's not happening, and that didn't happen against Philadelphia. Philadelphia was able to move the ball; they were able to get the ball to Julio Local for a lot. Um, they were able to get three-pointers in, in big moments and, and and take this Magic team apart. Um, you know, again, the defense was just eviscerated. They, they could not get stops when they needed them, and they couldn't get stops in the third quarter, particularly when Philadelphia scored 34 points and, and took control of the game from the Magic. Uh, it, 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 it was a frustrating evening for Orlando through and through, and, and it was more frustrating by the fact that this really did feel like a, a, a must-win game, or as much as a, a, a game in January can be a must-win game. Um, the Magic have had a difficult schedule. The, the, the schedule in February and March, if you haven't looked at it, is ridiculously difficult. Um, it, it, it's, it's a lot of really good teams coming up on the schedule. Scott Skiles is a guy that focuses in very closely on the game at hand, he's not one that's that's tried to look at stretches of the schedule. But even he has admit he even he has said we've got to get ourselves straight because February and March are diff- are going to be very difficult for this team. Um, they needed to bank these wins, and and this is a game you know this little two game homestand coming back from London and and from Atlanta now was an opportunity to get some wins. You had a Philadelphia team that's coming in at five and thirty eight, worst team in the league. Um, a team that you, by all rights, should defeat. And then you play a Charlotte team that's been struggling lately, that's in your weight class, supposedly. Uh, a team that you can build some confidence in by, by getting a home win. And it was a big opportunity before a, big, before a road trip um, next week. The Magic didn't take care of their business. Um, and, and to be frank, they, it looked like they kind of felt like they could walk in and win it. Um, they again, they go up twenty to ten. Everything seems to be going fine. The second unit comes in, drops the ball, and the starters can't pick it back up again. And and yes, this team's dealing with some depth issues with C.J. Watson's injury and Victor Oladipo's injury, but it's still not an excuse. There's still enough talent on the roster, and still should be enough leadership to play with some energy and at least give themselves a chance to win. The Magic didn't have a chance to win tonight, and it was it was clear by their effort. And so. They enter a game on Friday with with all that in mind, that uh, still feels like a must-win game, and is and and feels like it's a game where the Magic have to begin showing progress and and ending this frustration, or otherwise this could get very 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 bad, and we could be staring at another very difficult half season, as well as a record that uh, 
doesn't show the kind of progress that the Magic wanted wanted to. Show. Just uh, we have to find a way. I mean, um, you know, we got to find a way as a team to to um, you know really sneak out a win and get a win and build some confidence and, and have some momentum. Um, you know, we. Uh, I mean, obviously we're frustrated as as a group, but. Um, you know, we, we got to stay positive and, and be ready, be ready for the next one. I mean, we have to, you know, let this one pass, but we have to learn from it and we have to get ready for the next. I mean, that's about line. It's a must-win game. And the Magic will play that game Friday night at the Amway Center against the Charlotte Hornets, a, a very big game, uh, especially in the wake of, of this disappointing effort uh, from the team uh, at home. Against, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Once again, the Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Orlando Magic 96-87 at the Amway Center. A difficult loss, hopefully one that, that becomes a blip on the radar, a wake-up call, uh, and, and we, we see some real change out on the court uh, coming up on Friday night. Again, the Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Orlando Magic 96-87 at the Amway Center. We'll be back with you Friday night after the game for another edition of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. Thanks for listening. Ace's place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.